Hey, hey, it's me. It's Dusty. Time again to travel to Shadyside for Queer Street. And it is the end of summer. Coming to the end of summer, you know, school starts. Well, I school starts in what, like a week and a half, but I go back on Monday to start preparing. So, I mean, what better time to talk about book number 25, One Evil Summer, than the end of summer. So it's not been a great summer, but I wouldn't say it's been as evil summer either. So I haven't had as bad a summer as Amanda in this story, but it could have been better, you know? So, but beggars can be chisers, nobody died. So let's get right into it. So we've got One Evil Summer, comes out July 1st, 1994. I mean, what perfect timing, right? July 1st, summer. And it's a little bit longer. It's a 163 pages. Y'all, I'm loving this cover though. Bill Schmidt really knocked it out of the park on this one. So we've got, <laughs> we've got a girl in like a, like a men's dress shirt and that's all she's wearing. So ooh, we're getting a little risque there, Bill. Okay. She's got the sleeves rolled up and she's got long blonde hair. She's standing in a bedroom and um, behind her is a, a window and out the window you see a lighthouse clearly telling us we're at the beach. Okay. So that's where we're going to be. And she is holding a cat up and the cat is clearly angry at her, but the look on her face is not necessarily one of fear. I can't tell if she's laughing or screaming. Maybe she's dancing with the cat. Maybe she's sacrificing the cat. Maybe the cat's attacking her. I love this cover though. It's, it's just wonderful. It's so great. The cat's pissed. The girl, who knows? One of them is not having a good time, and I'm going to guess it's the cat, but <laughs> it factors into the story so much. So well done, Mr. Schmidt, on this one. And the little tagline on the front says, Chrissy is perfect, perfectly evil. I mean, come on. Okay, so if we read the blurb on the back, it says, Summer at the beach and Amanda Conklin stuck in summer school. Well, at least she doesn't have to take care of her little brother and sister. That's Chrissy's job. Chrissy seems like the perfect babysitter, so kind and trustworthy, but Amanda soon discovers Chrissy's terrible secret. Babysitting is Chrissy's job, but killing is what she does best. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, guys, we've already got a winner with just the title, the blurb, and the tagline. I mean, so, I mean, we could just, we could just call it a day here. It just is just great. So speaking of cats, here comes mine. If you hear a little bit of jingle jangle over here, but let's get right into it. So, we start, um, in the first chapter, we meet Amanda Conklin. She wakes up and we find out she's in some kind of psych ward uh, or some kind of hospital ward for the mentally disturbed. And she's like, maybe I belong here. I have to go talk to the therapist again. Oh, this is all about Chrissy. And so then now we're going, we're flashing back to an undisclosed amount of time before that. She's leaving Fear Street for Sea Haven because you know Fear Street, you know, apparently it's in Ohio, but... It's not in Ohio because it's also very close to the beach. And Ohio is not near no damn beach that I know of. And so they're going to Sea Haven for the summer um, with her family. She's got her little, little brother, Kyle, who's eight, and her little sister, Mary, who's three. Now, before we get into this, it's her name is Mary, but it's not spelled Mary, M-A-R-Y. It's spelled Mary like Merry Christmas. So I... I I don't have an issue with that, but it is a little odd, Mr. Stein. I, I'm, I would like to know why. I would like to know why this is, but you know, I might not know. But I just thought that was odd, and I wanted to know. So, and they're also bringing their pet canaries and their cat with them because you know they didn't have a pet sitter. So she's upset because even though it's going to be summer and they're going to the beach and their beach house, she has to go to summer school because she felt algebra. But her, um, no fear, like the, like the. Um, blurb said at least she does not have to watch her sister 
and brother, her mom has put on an ad for something called a mother's helper. I don't know why it doesn't just say babysitter in the book, but for a mother's helper, I, it, it says that several times. I've never heard of that. It's just so odd to me. But um, so they arrive, her parents go out for groceries, and then this girl just comes to the front door and her, she introduces her name herself as Chrissy Miner. She's got long blonde hair. So obviously we're thinking that's the chick on the front cover, right? Okay. She said she's here to um, respond to the ad about the, the mother's helper ad. I mean, come on, people. It's just a damn babysitter, mother's helper. Unless maybe she's going to like run errands. I don't know, though. Just call it what it is. It's a babysitter. Come on. And then um, their cat, Mr. Jinx, hisses at her. And uh, Chrissy just straight up hisses right back. I mean, she's not going to take this cat shit, right? Literally, she's not going to take a shit. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the mother's helper job, if she's going to be the litter box. or not. She's not going to be the litter box. but she's be cleaning the litter box? Who knows? But she's hissing at this cat. So um, Amanda's like, um, that's weird. But she's like, go ahead and wait for my parents. They'll be right back. Chrissy says she lives with her aunt just outside of town. and um, But her cousin is home from the college. So she's, you know, looking for a little time to get out of the house is small. She's looking for a reason to get out in the job. So her parents come back to the interview. Her little brother and sister seem to like Chrissy, but the cat, mm -mm, cat don't like her. And Chrissy's all like, he must have smelled a mouse because, you know, I uh, cleaned the trap out this morning. Um, ew. I mean, hopefully you washed your hands, bitch. I don't know. But anywho, so they hire her and she, I guess she's going to stay there. It's like a live-in mother's helper. So <laughs> live-in babysitter. No cat, get down. I know we're not talking about you. It's a different cat. And um, so she has her own room. And so while Amanda's going up there, she catches uh, Chrissy reading this, this newspaper article. And it's about, um, and so she's like, what's that? And it turns out it's about her little, her, her twin sister, rather, Lilith, who's in a coma because of CO2 poisoning, some carbon monoxide poisoning. I mean, come on, way to be topical. Carbon monoxide poisoning before it was a thing. And so, and, um, and Amanda's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And Chrissy's like, I'm not, she's evil. Damn, girl. I mean, shit. I mean, you may not get along with your sister, but shit, she's in a coma. So Monday she goes to school. Uh, she bikes to summer school and she meets, um, she's thinking about um, Chrissy and the cat and all this weird thing and her sister. And she's, um, she's also kind of before this, she's talked about how she's not really ever had a boyfriend before. She's never really been interested in boys. She's never done this. So you know what I'm thinking right here, right? Uh-huh. Right from the get-go. We already got a little bit of a little bit of queer action here. So um, but she meets this cute boy named Dave Malone and she partners up with him. And so they're talking, they're doing their work and she asks about Chrissy's grandma. She's like, have you ever heard about this minor family? He's like, he's like, well I don't I don't know. I'll have to ask I'll see, you know, because he's a local, you know, he's a local boy. And she's like, I don't trust her, you know? And so she's just spilling her her guts out and all of her fears out to this a boy she just met in summer school that she will never see again. But okay, summer loving, had me a blast. And so don't get me started. Don't ask me to sing. I'm gonna, oh God, no, I will not sing. I will not sing a grist a grease medley for you. I promise I won't. I promise. And so, so she's driving home and she sees Mary in the pool. She's like, Oh my God, she can't swim. So she just bitch just jumps right in with all her clothes on. Turns out Chrissy is teaching her to swim and float. So now she looks a fool, right? So she's like, okay, that's weird. I'm sorry. She was very embarrassed, but so she goes upstairs to change and she notices that not only um, is the cat acting weird around Chrissy, but the birds don't sing around her. They're very quiet. So she's like, 
that's totes weird, right? That's that's weird. So she's like, mom, have you checked the references? Have you checked on her sister? And her mom's like, calm down. You're just, calm down. It's, it's going to be okay. So as she's come down and getting dressed, she's getting a snack. She's looking out in the front yard where Chrissy and Mary and Kyle are. And then suddenly a car swerves up into the yard out of nowhere, heads straight for her little brother and sister. But Chrissy dives, saves them, and the car crashes into her parents' parked car. And everybody's outside screaming, going on. Like, and the man's like, what the fuck? I don't know what. Well, he didn't say that, but he, he probably did. I don't know. I mean, I would have, you know, because he said, you know, the car just began to speed up. He couldn't get it under control. The brakes wouldn't work. And then we find out that Mr. Jinx, splat, he has been hit. We got our first death. It is the cat, Mr. Jinx. Um, I don't factor the animal into the uh, count, but we are going to pour some out for our homie, Mr. Jinx. So, um, and then, um, so Amanda's devastated and she looks up and it looks like um, Chrissy's smiling at her dead cat. Uh, no, bitch. No. So, she goes and she buries her cat in the woods. So, you know, I know what you're thinking. Are we going to get some pet cemetery shit going on here? Well, spoiler alert, we're not. We've just got a dead cat. We're not going to get a zombie cat. Sorry. You're going to have to go to Stephen King for that. But um, so that night she's having some crazy dreams. She wakes up. Everybody's asleep. And so she's like, I'm going to go to the kitchen for a snack. And as she passes by Chrissy's room, she hears Chrissy laughing. So she peeks in and is watching her. She's just standing there laughing. Suddenly, Chrissy turns around and is still laughing, staring directly at Amanda. And Amanda notes that um, she's floating, not she, uh, Chrissy is floating a foot off the ground. Now, that's some freaky shit right there. I don't care who you are. That is some freaky shit. So then next chapter, Amanda wakes up. She faints it, Okay. She tells her parents what she's seen. Her parents are like, um, you're honey, I think you're just you're you're a little shaken up over Mr. Jinx getting splattered in the front yard. And, you know, and so, but and Anna's not having any of that. So she goes to Chrissy's room. Chrissy's sleeping. And so she's like, What? So everything's crazy. So she, they put her back to bed. She still can't sleep. So then she sneaks back into Chrissy's room. Chrissy's not there, but she's just downstairs eating some cookies in the middle of the night because who doesn't do that? I know I do. Actually, you know what I do? I'm one of those people, and this is horrible. I'm sure some of you are this. I, I will admit to it. You know, like, I cannot be the only person that wakes up, not wakes up in the middle of the night, but like, because I don't wake up in the middle of the night to eat. I'm not, I'm not that horrible, but um, not that that's horrible. But like, if I'm hungry late at night, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of shredded cheese. You know, you just... Go in there, you just grab a little bit of shredded cheese from the back and eat it. And I'm, I'm, I can't be the only person that does that, right? Right? Okay. Well, anyway, Chrissy doesn't do that. She's eating cookies in the middle of the night, not shredded cheese from the back. So, <laughs> and um, so she's like, well, while she's down here, I'm going to go back up. I'm going to look in her room and see if I can find those newspaper clippings. So she goes to see, they're laying on the bed. She goes to look at them and since she feels a cold hand on the back of her neck. And Chrissy's like, what the fuck are you doing in my room? You know, but then all of a sudden a breeze comes, blows all the clippings down. She's like, um, was that breeze just random or did Chrissy cause that? And so Chrissy's basically like, get the hell out of my room, crazy bitch. So, and while she's leaving, Amanda knows there's a clipping in the hall and it's from the Harrison uh, County Gazette, which is a, um, a little further away from Shadyside. It's like the next county over. And it talks about Mr. and Mrs. Minor found dead in their bed with only their daughter Lilith alive. They were all dead from uh, CO2 poisoning. They don't know if it was an accident. It's being investigated. But there's no mention of Chrissy. So she's like, hmm, this is really sus, yo. And so all of a sudden, the clipping bursts into flames. And in her head, she gets a little bit of a pain, shooting pain in her head. And she hears laughter in her head. 
right? That's totes cray. So next chapter, we find out she's going to call her friend Susie back in Shadyside. And she says, I need you to research um, the Minor family for me um, because this, you know, there's no interwebs here because this is 1994, y'all. We do not have the interwebs yet. We don't have the World Wide Web. We don't even, we don't even have uh, Google or anything. We don't even have fucking Netscape, y'all. I mean, nothing, right? So, but the library in Sea Haven is super small. She can't find, she's not gonna be able to find anything there. So she calls uh, Susie to have her go back to Shadyside because you know, Shadyside is so large with their library. Um, and so she could do this and, um, before they hang up, Susie's like, oh, hey, by the way, did that girl ever call y'all or anything? And 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 Anna's like, what girl? She's like, oh, well, some blonde girl came looking after for you after your family left. Uh, weird, okay. And then all of a sudden, while she's talking to her, the phone starts to melt in her hand and a voice comes out of it, but it's not Susie's voice. It's Chrissy's voice saying, you're going to be sorry once you if you keep trying to find this out. And so clearly Amanda runs screaming from the room, as I would too with a melting melting phone you know there's something creepy about phones you know like if you think about one of my favorite things um you know i love night Run on street you know in that scene where um nancy is on the phone and freddie's tongue comes out of the thing oh it turns in his tongue at the bottom and he's all blah, 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 blah. oh my god i love that that's what this had me thinking of even though it's nothing like that but you know you don't fuck with phones i guess that's what i'm saying so she runs to get her parent but they're busy with the tow truck taking their wrecked car out so she goes back into her room but the phone's normal. So she's like, oh my God, I'm losing my damn mind. And so she can tell that Chrissy's out of the house because the birds are singing. So she goes to summer school. She's working with Dave and she tells him again, because bitch ain't got no secrets. She's just going to lay all her, all her, all her family secrets out. She's spilling all the tea to Dave. And he's like, um, I asked around, nobody's heard of her grandmother. She's like, you know, he's like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the family or anything. And so <laughs> Since her mom won't look into the resume and the references, I guess Amanda's taken it upon herself. She pulls out Chrissy's resume and she's like, well, this is the address he has and, and um, that she used. And he goes, well, that address has been empty for years. He's like, um, that's, you know, that's nobody lives there. And she's like, hmm. He's like, well, let's go hang out. You need, you know, you've had a lot of, you've had a rough couple of days. Let's go hang out after class. So they go to the beach. She has her swimsuit, of course, because they're at the they're at you know beach house. So they get on a wave runner. He's driving around. He's like, I want to show you the secret little island. And so they go here. He's like, There's like a shed here. My brother and I used to come here. We call it the bloodshed. <laughs> get it? Bloodshed. Well played. Snaps for you, Mr. Stein. Bloodshed. Bloodshed. Oh, I'm telling you, I love a good pun, y'all. I love a good pun. So um, the floor is all bloodstained because it used to be like a hunter's lot, like shed or whatever. And then um, Dave is like, I used to come here with my brother. You know, we used to hang out here. Creepy, but whatever. You know, it's who knows, you know. And he's, he pulls out this big knife. He's like, I know how you can get rid of Chrissy. And she's like, I can't kill her. He's like, no, bitch, we're not going to kill her. You're going to frame her. Just hide this in her room. <laughs> okay. So she's like, sure, that sounds totes legit to me. So... They talk, they're hanging out. They give a little bit of smoochy smoochy, you know, cause she's experimenting. She doesn't really know what she likes right now, boys or girls. And then he's like, it's time to go home. So Dave meets um, Chrissy and they're asking a bunch of questions, you know, trying to get Chrissy to slip up, but it doesn't happen. And so then Dave says, hey, let me show you my car. It's, or he mentions he has the 78 Mustang and she's like, ooh, I'm in the car. So he's like, let me come show you. And he, you know, you know, and that, uh, 
that's Amanda's time to go put the knife in her room. But as she goes to put the knife in, in um, the uh, drawer, blood starts shooting all out of it. And Amanda's like, what the fuck? Drops the knife and runs downstairs to find the birds in their uh, in their cage dead with their throat slit. We're up to three deaths. Granted, all three are animals, but you know, animal deaths, that's some creepy shit, y'all. We got some, we got some animal deaths. That's sad. You know, nobody likes a dead animal. But now we got a dead cat and two dead birds. And her mom's like, what the fuck? You're covered in blood. Well, you know, she might not have said that, but you know, I might have. I mean, come on. And so she's, and she sees the dead birds and then suddenly Chrissy appears and she's like, this was in my room and there's blood all over my stuff. And the dad's like, uh, Amanda, bitch, you need to get to the doctor. So they take her to the doctor the next day and she goes to see the psychiatrist, Dr. Elmont. And he's like, I believe, you know, he does this whole like, she's like, do you believe? And he's like, I believe that you believe what you've said. <sighs> okay, with your double talk, get it. You think the bitch is crazy. We all do. So she's like, she's, thinking you know he's like you just need maybe you're stressed you've know, got all this going on with summer school and now you know you've got your dead cat and all these two dead birds that you possibly killed even though you know killing pets is a sign of a psychopath whatever so she's tired she falls asleep in the car on the way back and here's her parents talking they don't want to fire chrissy because then that'll mean that they're giving in and they believe what amanda's saying so she's like, well, I'm just going to pretend that I bought into what the doctor says. And she apologizes to Christy. And she's like, that way I can investigate and see what's going on. So while um, later that afternoon, this cute little calico kitten uh, wanders onto the deck. Of course, it hisses at Chrissy. And, you know, she hisses right back because, you know, that's what she does. And so um, so she sneaks. She's like, I'm going to sneak you in. She takes her up to the takes the kitty up to her bedroom. Feeds her some of the leftover cat food they still have for Mr. Jinx before he was splattered in the front yard. And she falls asleep. Um, her mom comes in and wakes her up. She has a phone call. She thinks it's Susie, but it's Carter Phillips. Hey, Carter from the cheater cameo. I love a good cameo, y'all. Let's see if I can pull up with the cheater. What was our who was our who was our um queer back in the cheater let's look back in the cheater the cheater was book 18 oh that was adam the bad boy mm -hmm. yeah and he was using sheila as a beard okay so we have a cameo from carter and she's like i just had to tell you um i saw your number susie had written some notes with your number on it and um i didn't know if you knew about it she's like what happened she's like oh there was this horrible accident susie was in in the library and suddenly she just slumped over and blood came pouring out of her mouth and she's in the hospital i'll keep you posted so damn amanda she feels guilty you know because poor susie poor innocent susie back in shady side just trying to go about her summer and suddenly bam there you are bleeding out all your orifices in the middle of the library embarrassing of course but also deadly so she's like i'll keep you posted and then so the parents are going out with friends that night and so um, while they're gone, she uh, sneaks down, Amanda sneaks down to call the references. The first number, there's no answer. The second number, um, a neighbor girl answers and she's like, oh, I'm uh, our neighbors, the Harrimans. We haven't heard from them in a while, so we came over. You won't believe what I found. Oh my God, it's so gross. You know, I can't believe this. And the mom's like, who's that on the phone? Hang up. And she's like, it's somebody asking about Chrissy. And Amanda's like, uh, what's going on? What's that? Don't hang up. And the little girl goes, where is Chrissy? Is she in your house? And she's like, yeah, she's like, you need to get her out now. And then just hangs up. Uh, creepy. So turns around. Uh, Chrissy is watching on the phone. She's like, is something wrong with the phone? And she's like, oh, no, I'm just trying to remember a number. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. 
Were you trying to call your friend Susie? <gasps> Damn, you cold-blooded bitch. She's like, your mom said, I heard what your mom, your mom told me it was really a shame. So it's Chrissy's night off. So she's going to stay in, which means that Amanda is going to be taking care of Mary and Kyle and is also doing her, is studying for her um, algebra, which she has yet to do. I mean, but you failed it during the year. You need to, uh, it's summer school. I know it's not as hard, but come on. I know you've got a dead cat and two dead birds and possibly psycho babysitter or mother's helper, whatever the hell that is. Um, but, you know, you need to do a little bit of studying. Nobody in Shadyside studies. I mean, do they, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Nobody studies. Well, they're, they're busy. You know, I know that. But still, you got to study. So Dave comes over and he's like, hey, you want to go out to the movies? And I was like, no, I can't. And um, Chrissy's like, here, take this milk I poured for Kyle um, upstairs to him. And Amanda thinks it's poison. So Dave knocks it over. And then Chris is like, oh, that's okay. And cleans it up. So then Dave's like, well, hey, Chrissy, do you want to go watch to the movies? Damn, Dave, you horn dog. Just, I mean, shit. We thought you were interested in Amanda. Now you're interested in her psycho babysitter. You know what the shit's been going on. But Amanda doesn't really argue. Again, a little sus for our little, you know, sexuality here. No shade. But, you know, so she's like, well, she's gone. I'm going to go and up to Chrissy's room. So she goes up to Chrissy's room and she finds all the clippings and one of them is a picture of her father. So she reads the article. Turns out her father is a public defender back in Shadyside and he was defending a homeless man who had been charged of arson at the law offices of Minor and Henry, okay? But the homeless man denies everything, says he was just, you know, doing his daily rummage through the dumpster as one does when you're homeless. And... Um, he saw that the building was on fire and Chrissy's father, uh, Amanda's father, um, said that actually the person who started the fire was Chrissy's father, Mr. Minor, and wants him charged with it. So she's like, Hmm, that's sus. So all of a sudden she hears them come back. She hides under the bed and Chrissy comes in the room. She's like, wait a minute. Did I leave the closet light on? So as she goes to the closet, Amanda runs out from under the bed, says, Dave, we got to go. So Dave, of course, just do 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 just, you know, whatever. Who, he's just here. You know, he, he don't care. He's here to party. It's one evil summer, but for Dave, it's one party summer, I guess. So they, um, she's like, she's, uh, as while well, they're driving around, she's like, you have to take me. We need to go find my, my parents. Um, let me show you what I found. It says that the, uh, she reads about the article and she shows him the picture. She's like, oh, my God, I think Chrissy is Lilith. He's like, but wait a minute. They're twins, right? But nothing ever mentions another sister. So they're not really knowing. And she's like, what's going on? And so he agrees with her. It's pretty crazy. So they're going to go find her parents at this at this restaurant they're at. But they have to stop and use a payphone first to call to make sure their parents are still there. Oh, how horrible. And, you know, what happens next might not have happened if we had cell phones back then, y'all. It, we just didn't. So they stop uh, to, to use the phone booth and there's a thick fog everywhere, right? And so all of a sudden, um, uh, Dave just starts slamming his head into the steering wheel and there's blood pouring from his face. And she, as Chrissy's, you know, freaking out, obviously, as one does. And, but she finds herself locked in the car and she sees, or not Chrissy, Amanda. She sees Chrissy's face on the outside of the car. <gasps> and she's like, Ermagerd, right? And so suddenly the doors fly open. Amanda falls out face to face with Chrissy. And she said, and Chrissy finally is like, you know what, bitch? 
I'm going to just tell you how it T.I. is, Tiz. She's like, you know how they say some people use some of their brain? I use all of my brain, bitch. That's how I can do all this crazy thing. She's floating above the car. She's pulling Amanda around. She's like, that's why I'm so, you know, that's why I'm that bitch. So she's like, my father was a great man. He was a genius. And your father ruined his life. So apparently she goes on to tell her that after his father accused her father and said he was the one that started the fire, it just drove their drove him crazy. And that's why he uh, took all of their family, put them in the car, in the garage, and turned the car on. And that's what killed her parents. Isn't that horrible? Oh, my God. Right? That's horrible. So she blames them. And, and um, Amanda's like, what about the references? Where did you get those? Oh, she's like, oh, the judge in the case and the assistant DA, they got what they deserved damn bitch so we got a dead judge and a dead da assistant da thank goodness it's not the regular da right i'm not well we'll talk about that later but so we got those and she's like and now your whole family your family's gonna get what they deserve because my whole family's gone so she throw using her magical brain power throws chrissy back or amanda back in the car locks the door turns the engine on and the car drives over the cliff that's some crazy shit right there this she she was not messing she was not like, I'm going to torture you for a while. She's like, bitch, you're going to be dead. So the car lands on some boulders before it hits the water. And she checks on Dave. Dave's dead. Womp, womp. One death. And so, uh, sorry, Dave, but come on. You were collateral damage here. You were really kind of a ditz anyway. And um, the car shifting is about to fall off further down in the water. So she scrambles over Dave's dead body. That's traumatic as it is, I'm sure. Opens the door and gets out and then the car falls in the water. So she climbs down because she can't climb up the the cliff, follows the shore along to the beach house. She sneaks up and hears Chrissy on the phone inside, inside the house with um, Amanda's mother saying, yes, you and Mr. Conklin should go back to Shadyside and check. I bet that's where she went. Um, I will keep you posted, right? And so she's like, oh my God, my parents are gone. Then a policeman arrives and says, um, do you know where um, Amanda is? And Chrissy's like, no, she went off with her, with her boyfriend, Dave. And the police is like, well, a car is driven over the cliff. We're going to start searching. Do you think that could be them? She's like, it might be, but they might have just left. You know, I don't know. So she's like, he's like, we'll keep you posted. So she sneaks in, gets the cat because, you know, after what happened to the last cat, remember Mr. McSplatters, Mr. Jinx. So she gets the kitten, sets him free, and then... She hears um, Chrissy get in the sour, so she goes and she gorges herself on some cereal because a bitch be hungry. And so right out of the box, and we all done it before. We all talked about, I, I've done that too. We all talked about how we eat cheese out of the bag in the middle of the night. We talk about now how we're eating cereal out of the box. We do it. It's okay. It's okay. This is a safety zone, y'all. So she then um, she hears the shower turn off. She hears Kyle and Mary, she's like, oh, they're good, but she has to leave. So she runs out into the woods to hide and suddenly her head starts to hurt. She hears a voice in her head. She's like, oh, she's like, you're still alive. She's like, well, first you're going to die. Then Kyle and Mary are going to die. And so she sees Chrissy's body or Chrissy's body like apparate or floating through and, you know, coming toward her. So she's down to the shore um, and she sees this guy's wave runner. She just jumps on it and drives out to that island that Dave shows her about and the voice in her head says, ha, they're mine now. Okay. So Chrissy is telepathically can I all for some telekinesis and some telepathy. Okay. So we're in the shed. Now she's searching for evidence, finds a big old knife. The voice comes back in her head says, you're not, 
you're not close anymore. She's like, but I can still find you. Oh, no, but wait, hold on. Come here, Mary. So now she freaks out, right? She's like, I'm coming for you, Mary. So she gets back on the wave runner and goes back. As she's getting closer, she sees that Chrissy is out on a boat and she sees Kyle with something stuffed in his mouth. Doesn't see Mary anywhere. So we don't know where she is at now. Suddenly Chrissy sees her and Chrissy is using her telekinesis to try to take control of the wave runner. And, but she's losing control of the boat because she can't do both because she can be a bad bitch, but she also, she can't, she can't double task right now. I'll multitask right now. So, but she ends up uh, knocking the wave runner out from underneath Amanda. Amanda falls into the water, comes up near the boat. Okay. And she grabs the boat, tries to pull herself in, sees that um, Mary, uh, Chrissy has Mary with a knife and she's going to slash her throat. She's like, this is for my father. And, and it's like, no. And she dives into the boat and tackles Chrissy. They start to fight. And then all of a sudden Chrissy uses her uh, powers to throw Amanda up in the air and fly around like a kite up and down. And as she's coming back down, Amanda reaches out, grabs Chrissy by the ankle knocks her over and as in this all she loses the control of the the boat and the boat wrecks right and chrissy falls hits her head on the boat knocks herself unconscious the boat's crashed and so she ties chrissy up because you know first things first i'm a realist and she's like i gotta tie this bitch up that we're gonna take her back we're gonna call the police but the boat is sinking now womp, womp, womp. so the boat is sinking and but uh and so she's freaking out kyle's freaking out mary we don't know what's going on with her but she's just three she's probably freaking out too but um amanda realizes that they're in the shallows they're caught <laughs> i'm not gonna sing that song for you oh i love you lady gaga anyway they're not far from the shallows they're in the shallows so they can walk so she grabs chrissy's body and drags her to the house and um, as she gets closer chrissy starts to wake up and um and uh, Amanda's like, you're too late. I've called the police. And Chrissy's like, oh, it's never too late. She's like, after my little nap, I'm all recharged now. And the ropes start popping off of her. And you know, Amanda's probably got to be thinking, fuck me. So they start to fight. There's furniture flying everywhere, you know, in the house. Uh, Chrissy's using all her telekinetic powers. I'm thinking this is probably like a really badass um, Carrie showdown. In fact, I'm wondering, because this is obviously Chrissy spelled with C-H, like Chrissy from Three's Company. Oh, I love that. Did I talk about Three's Company in another episode? Because I can sing that entire theme song too. I won't, but I can. Maybe later. Maybe after another couple of drinks. Well, who, who's kidding? I don't need a couple of drinks to sing that. Anywho, so where was I? Oh, I wonder if he named her Chrissy with a C like Carrie. Anywho, so... And then all of a sudden she starts a fire. So she's like, you're not getting away there. How the house is burning down. We don't know where the fuck Mary and Kyle are. They're probably watching this and just, you know, terrified because they're little kids. And then she's like, you're not getting away. So Amanda tries to run. But then all of a sudden the kitten runs underneath Chrissy's feet. Chrissy trips over and falls into the fire, bursts into flames and just burns to death out on the deck. That's some crazy shit, right? So last chapter we're back. We're talking to Dr. Miller and he's like, I just want to tell you, he's like, why the police, you know, they, they found Chrissy. They initially thought her, she had died in the fire, but then they found she had a wound to the head. And Amanda was like, yeah, that's where she hit on the boat. He's like, he's like, I know, but this is what this, he was explaining why the police wanted to charge her with murder and everything. But he's like, but Kyle's better. He's awake. He's talking. 
He's corroborated your story. They were able to talk to the murder judge's neighbor. They've talked about how crazy Chrissy was. And turns out Chrissy was Lilith, just like we thought before. She had been in a coma, but then all of a sudden she must have woken up and escaped. And Chrissy was the name of their cat. <gasps> See, it all flies around to the cat, y'all. I'm telling you. So Amanda is released and not going to be charged with anything because they believe the story and everything. Now, how much of the supernatural shit they believe? Who knows? But we don't get to find that out. But it doesn't matter because we're happy ending now because we're back on the road to shade. We're back um, on the road to Shady Side. Well, they have to be now because fuck that summer trip. The beach house burned down. Um, so, uh, <laughs> they're, but as they're leaving home, she's you know she's got the little kitten with her, and she sees a blonde girl waving at her from the burned out beach house. But when she looks back, she's gone. So I thought that was a pretty cool ending, right? Yes. I gave this a five stars because I thought it was great because like you knew right away who the bad girl was. You knew like, so there wasn't really a mystery this time. It was a, it was more of like the mystery of like, what the fuck's gonna happen? So I love that, a little bit different. Goodreads rates it, has a rating of 3.62, one of the higher ones. And clearly y'all, our fear for this book is supernatural and revenge. I love this because it has been a while since we had a supernatural uh, book. And this is not even just supernatural. This is some, like, she got some powers and shit. I love this. I thought it was great. Now, for deaths, obviously we got a cat and two two birds that we're going to pour some out for because we're not going to trap, we're not going to, you know, we'll acknowledge your death, but we're not going to tally it. And um, we're not also going to talk about that. We're not going to tally the judge or the assistant DA because we don't know them. And I don't know, it wasn't clear if their whole families had died. I think probably... So we're just going to chalk this one up. We're going to be happy with Dave. We're not, we're not. Well, we're happy with Dave. Dave's not happy because he's dead. But we're going to be happy with Dave's death, which brings us to 22. 22 deaths and 25 books. We're still almost super close to a one-to-one -one ratio after that three-book three uh, hiatus of deaths. So now, though, we've been flirting with this all book long. Our queer clearly is Amanda because her, quote-unquote, I'm doing my finger quotes, boyfriend Dave that just kissed her once died if she got over that shit quick i mean she crawled over his dead body and you know <laughs> she literally is over him so i think she is probably a lesbian possibly maybe by she had to experiment with one guy and it did not go well i mean he died you know not because of her but he died so and like it said at the beginning of the book she's never really had a boyfriend it talks a lot about how she you know she was never really in that. She never really had any many dates or whatever. So I'm thinking we're going to have a lesbian here. So we're going to say that our queer is Amanda. She's a lesbian and we're happy for her because she survived Chrissy and her crazy powers. Next week, we're going to have the mind reader. Are we going to get two supernatural books back to back? I don't know. Well, I do know, but you don't know. And you're going to, well, maybe you know, but you're going to have to tune in next week. So until then, hopefully your summer has not been so evil. And if it has been, hopefully at least it'll be over soon. If not, stay happy and stay queer. Bye.